The Sports Relief is something that we started uh, last year, right about this time, right before the draft. Um, a couple friends and I uh, had been doing our own mock drafts, making our own predictions and sharing them with each other and then kind of scoring it as the when the draft would come out. And what I found was we were hitting on a lot more picks more consistently because we did it years, uh, for several years, uh, than... A lot of ESPN analysts, CBS Sports, The Athletic, a lot of these guys. And obviously, you have to understand the politics of it. CBS Sports isn't necessarily trying to accurately predict the draft. They're trying to get people to read their articles. When you realize it's all a TV show. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but anyways, we uh, we were pretty, we've, we've done really well at it. And the, the main way that I've found kind of getting a good feel for it is just the way that I research very broad sources for each team, each pick, each player. And then also a lot of you're just absorbing a lot of other information, you know? I mean, I'm not going to I'm not, I'm not going to say that I just go through every team and, you know, tweet at their GM and try to get a feel for what, what they're doing or get some inside info. Maybe um, you should. Maybe I should. <laughs> Eventually I will. But what I do right now is I read the people that, that do do that and that those GMs respond to. And there's a lot of them too. It's not just Ian Rappaport and just a couple of the major guys. So um, that's one thing that the Sports Leaf was started for is not necessarily to be the first entity reporting things or breaking news, but more of um, take the mock, take take draft the draft season for an example. You're not going to spend 40 hours over the months of March and April reading about the NFL draft and all of these prospects and where they're going to go and which should go where and what team needs what. Um, the average football fan knows their team's needs, but probably doesn't know Seattle's team needs and Kansas City's team needs. We do because we spent the time and we do that and we do it in, we were doing it in our spare time for years um we've had a text chain between uh the sports leaf sports guys for years and uh eventually we were like we should start a website and like publish this stuff and that's what we did and uh that's why it's kind of fitting that our first podcast um is coming out at draft time because this was kind of how it started and as the draft happens, we'll see if we got it accurate or not. But Do I still owe you a six-pack of beer from how you smoked me last year? I think I gave you that. You still owe me a Travis Kelsey jersey. No, I don't owe you a Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I owe you a Rob Gronkowski jersey. Oh, that's right. We had Rob Gronkowski oh, versus would, Eric Berry. I, was it? I thought it was Kelsey. Nope. It was Kelsey it was even? Gronk a, versus Eric Berry. Kelsey it, was on that team, he, but Berry had just beat cancer. It was. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, oh, the Chiba Hut bets. Yeah, I remember. You'll get it one of these days. Absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't have to be an expensive one. You can get it from the knockoff place. Yeah, I hate that. Well, yeah, he doesn't even play for them anymore. There should definitely <laughs> there should be some knockoffs. Um, I do wear a um, boys large. A youth medium. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the same size. <laughs> boys large, youth medium. I believe you. Yeah. It's a four women's. <laughs> women's size four. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. All right. Okay. Um, what we're going to do for our mock draft segment, um, right about now, there's going to be some NFL draft music being played, so it sounds really official. But we are going to do a mock draft where the lazy-ass mastermind will come in with pick number one. I'll have pick number two, and we'll rotate through the top ten. We haven't really gone through this, so we're going to kind of do it on the cuff. 
We don't know who each other's picking, so we'll have to do it kind of like the real NFL teams have to do. Um, we're just going to do the top 10. We'll kind of discuss our reasoning for each pick. Um, after the top 10, we're going to jump into the Sports Leafed mock draft number two that came out last week, predicting the landing spots of all 32 first-round selections in the NFL draft. Um, 11 through 32, those picks, we'll kind of use that. We'll go through that and then discuss them, see if we agree, disagree, um, or if we think uh, any trades might happen that might affect any of the picks as they go down next Thursday. If you haven't done a lot of uh, paying attention to college football lately, if you haven't done a lot of paying attention to who's good coming up into the draft, uh, even for your team or anybody else, this is a great time to tune in because we're going through every first round, every NFL team that has a first round pick, and uh, we'll go through who you guys might be signing to your rookie roster. All right. Uh, I guess I get picked number one. The All Jack- right. The Jacksonville Jaguars will, Jaguars will be selecting number one, and I, I have to be honest, this is the only pick I feel like absolutely sure, and if you made me bet my mortgage on it, I still wouldn't do it. Um, I'm going to go easy and say uh, Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher, uh, University of Michigan. Aiden Hutchinson off the board first. Uh, as you said, that's a... That's the closest thing we have to a sure thing. I mean, honestly, uh, you can church it up all you want and try to act like they're going to do something fancy or something fun, but you've got a team here that's got more holes Kyle than Swiss... Kyle Hamilton. Got more holes than Swiss cheese, and you're looking at a guy who could get you 12 sacks every year for the next 15 years. You know, 10 to 15 tackles for loss every year. Dude. What's your What's your pro comparison for Aiden Hutchinson? Uh, you know, I look at him and I see Ryan Kerrigan. If you can go get Ryan Kerrigan on a legitimate deal for the next five years, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, before you have to pay him young, any money. Young Ryan Kerrigan. Young Ryan yeah. Kerrigan. Not, yeah. No, not like Ryan but, Kerrigan but that's what I'm today. Saying. But exactly. But no, I, mean, I think you'd be crazy if... Now, of course, when you have the first pick in the draft, you want to draft LT every time. You know, you, you, you want to draft... Um, Everybody wants the next <laughs> TJ Watt, who went like 20-something, didn't he? He went 30th overall. In in seventeen. In 2017, yeah, Pat Mahomes' year. He went 30th overall. Um, Green Bay traded out of their pick. They could have selected TJ Watt. They traded out of their pick only down three spots, I want to say, because they didn't need TJ Watt, but they knew they could still get Kevin King at 33. Kevin King. How many uh, career interceptions do you think Kevin King has? About as many as I do. Uh, he has six more than you do. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, looking at you at number two. Uh, on the board, we have the Detroit Lions. With the second pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Travon Walker, Edge, Georgia. With this pick, there's a lot of ways Detroit could go. Detroit's another one of those building teams that has a lot of needs, but I don't think they're going to go offensive line. They did that last year. They uh, hit a home run with Panay Sewell, and um, as you know, you can always use more offensive linemen. But when you're picking this high in a draft, and you've only got, in my estimation, three truly elite edge rushers, and edge is your one of your largest areas of need, you pretty much just have to choose: Do you want Travon Walker or do you want Kayvon Thibodeau? Thibodeau is who. In my personal rankings, I think I have Thibodeau ranked above Travon Walker just based on what he accomplished in college. 
um, certainly has more personal success. Walker was part of a really great Georgia defense that won a national championship, and he was arguably the best player on that defense. But the the Detroit Lions are definitely banking on what Walker will be able to do at the next level based on his measurables, how he blew up the combine in the senior bowl. And um, they're ultimately going to choose the guy who played it on the biggest stage, Trevon Walker, Edge. All right, moving on to pick number three, the Houston Texans. I'm going to keep it easy here, you know. Uh, again, that's a team who has so many needs. And when you're looking at you're looking at a team that has has no real real value at virtually any position. You're talking about replacing all four slots in the big four. You need a quarterback, you need an offensive tackle, you need an edge rusher, and you need a defensive back. And uh, if you're picking one off the top, uh, I'm going to go with uh, the old boy out of Alabama, Neil. Evan Neal. Tackle, Alabama. Yeah, guy's huge. Guy's going to play well for a lot of years. Anytime you can... Oh God, what's the contract? What's the going rate for, 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 big, for big tackles now, too? It's getting there. It's in the 20s, and it's growing. Absolutely. So if you're trying to keep it cheap, you're trying to make big plays. 6'7", 337 pounds. Guy's going to be a stud. Can't go wrong. Also played against the uh, toughest edge rushers in the... In college football just in like the, the guy, SEC. Just like the guy that Detroit just drafted. How many yeah. times do you see him? Three times? Yeah, they played. Basically each, three times a year? They uh, Well, just last year they played each other in the uh, SEC championship game. And then in the college football championship game, Alabama won the SEC championship game. Georgia won the national championship game. The games were less than a month apart, and they were almost exactly opposites of how they turned out. Just... Alabama game repped them, and then Georgia went out and game repped Alabama. Of course, Alabama, you know, Jamison Williams blowing his knee out like ACL, right? Yeah, like that didn't help, but but I digress. All right, Houston um, is off the board. I think that's a good pick. You gotta, you gotta. There's multiple ways. I, I gotta say this before we move on. I think the Houston pick is what's gonna just destroy everyone's mock drafts because we just don't know where they're gonna go. No, like they said, could go Thibodeau there, and nobody would be. A, I mean, no one would be stunned. Honestly, they could go Stingley there, absolutely cornerback corner at LSU, and nobody would be stunned when you literally have a team who has no, virtually no elite players. And then you have to throw on the wild card of they also have the 13th pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when they're um. 13th, 14th, what is it? Either way. Um, but when you're sitting there in the mid-teens, um, you know, that they, they get 13th to... 13th pick. The 13th, yeah. They get to decide, you know, which truly elite player do we want to go for and then which other truly elite player do we want to get later. So they're really just going to decide which one they don't think will fall to their next pick. And I mean, I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen mocks where Charles Cross falls to 13. Absolutely. So if you're, th- if you're them and you're thinking you can go get... Go get a Sauce Gardner, go get a Stingley, and still manage to scoop cross at 13. Right. And have, you know, an elite pass blocker. Then maybe they don't, maybe they don't go. But in my mind, you can't pass. I've seen, I've seen, you know, when the when the draft talk first started to come around, there was talk that that old Neil was going to be the first Alabama player drafted number one overall. Right. Since like Rapture. Yeah. I think I had um in one of my versions of my mocks, I had Neil going one. I mean, the Jags wouldn't be dumb to draft an offensive lineman first no. overall. I don't, I don't know if either of these guys is good enough. I mean, they're all great, obviously, but I don't know if any of them are better than Hutchinson. <laughs> well, for a team that just spent a lot on Cam Robinson, right? Yeah, do you, you are, get, do you go get another one? Exactly. Yeah. No, and I think um, what what gets rather than protecting 
Trevor Lawrence with more, I think they're going to try to not make him have to throw as many touchdowns to win games. You know, if their defense puts them in a better position, then, you know, then, then, then you see guys, um, you know, then, then you see guys develop at a much quicker rate when they're not always playing from behind. So now we're moving on to the fourth pick. The fourth pick, the New York Jets. The New York Jets. With the fourth selection in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Ahmad Sauce Gardner, cornerback, Cincinnati. A lot of people have been mocking Gardner to the Jets at this pick pretty much since the Combine when he just clearly distanced himself, um, especially since Derek Stingley didn't perform at the Combine and guys like Kyle Hamilton were... Devastating. Running a four five nine forty. I went to high school with guys who can run a four five nine. Uh D tackles run four five nines. That's real. Vaughn Vaughn Miller ran a four five eight, did he not? He was fast. Producer, yeah. can I get a look Vaughn Miller's forty time at the combine? But either uh, way, what would he give up? What would he give up? Zero touchdown passes his se- his his last season. What yeah. was max pass yardage he gave up in a single game was thirteen yards. At that point, you're just not even being targeted. And if you look at the guy, he's lengthy. He's, you know, he's, he's not muscly. He's just ripped. You know, he just, he looks, he looks like a cheetah. I've got him at six, 390 pounds, yeah. which is not small. No, it's not small, but it's slender. Yeah. It's slender. But you look at these cornerbacks like JC Jackson, who are, you know, popping up even like later in this draft, you've got your Trent McDuffie's. Mm-hmm. These are small guys. Um, and if you are a little lengthier, then you can cover tight ends. You know, you can cover the Drake London's coming out in the draft that are 6'4", 6'3", you know, bigger guys, Mike Evans out there. Um, so Sauce Gardner, I think, is going to be uh, someone that they'd like to take at 10, but he's not going to be there at 10. So despite d- defensive backs are not common going in the top five, but the Jets are going to do it, and they're going to get Sauce off the board before he can— uh, Before he gets swooped up. Do you worry about the comp- Do you worry about the conversation about his level of co- competition that he had to play? Playing at Cincinnati, obviously, it's not as though he's playing uh, playing studs every single week. I think that's a big uh, worry about that whole team. You've got Desmond Ritter. You've got Sauce Gardner. Um, you've got a couple safeties, um, a couple other wide receivers actually coming out from there too. And um, the only— I mean, they, the thing that sticks out in everybody's mind is the college football playoff. And they, you know, kind of went zero to 60 and all of a sudden had to play Alabama. And it didn't go so well for him. Um, Sauce Gardner did not line up directly. He, like, he wasn't directly covering Jamison Williams um, the whole time. But uh, he certainly wasn't. He was getting worked on, you know. And that'll happen when you go from, you know, you're, you're a junior varsity team and now you're suddenly playing the state champs Ooh, fun fact is cincinnati in the big east i feel like they're like an aac team is that our 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 big east answer we were looking for big east teams if you told me cincinnati was in the big east i'd believe you they totally could be i do not know i feel like they're like an aac because i think desmond the atlantic athletic conference i think desmond ritter won some awards for them i think so did sauce I would concur. I would concur. All right, so is it me at number five? All right, Sauce Gardner. So just to recap, we've got Hutchinson going first to the Jags. Detroit takes Trevon Walker at two. Houston took offensive tackle Evan Neal from Alabama at three. And the Jets just selected cornerback Sauce Gardner at four. So at five, we have the New York Giants. 
which uh, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and blow up this uh, blow up this draft because oh, I don't blow believe, up alert. I don't I don't believe that the I don't believe that the Giants will be drafting at five. I believe they will be trading that pick. Here it comes. I will believe I believe they will be trading that pick to the New Orleans Saints. To the Saints. Yeah, uh, you know, honestly, not Pittsburgh. Not Pittsburgh. I think the Saints already they've made so many moves to move up multiple spots to get multiple first round picks leveraging future draft capital next year and even into even into 2024 I believe and the only reason you do that you don't think that's too rich you know you make those moves you make those moves at a discount every time you do that you're losing a little bit of capital and the only reason you do that is because you have your eyes on a very specific person and don't get me wrong they might think that uh, they might think that those guys that uh, that their guys going to drop but uh, if he doesn't you've just traded away a ton of capital for next to nothing so i believe they trade those two those two picks they've got in the teens to move up to 5 and there's only one reason only one reason you move up to 5 and that's because you think that carolina is going to take the guy that you want to take at 6 so I've got them at five, taking Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Quarterback, Liberty. All right. Junior, 6'1", 219 pounds. I would argue the quarterback who probably has the highest ceiling of any of the quarterbacks coming out in really? this draft. I mean, you, you, look, you, look at the, you look at the arm talent. You look at what he can do. I'm not saying he's there right now. I would argue he's probably one of the bigger projects. But if you're in, if you're in New Orleans, you've got, you've got a guy in Winston – Ready to go a year for you, you know. Let Winston go out there, go about uh, about two and seven through the first nine games. You bring in Willis in a zero pressure environment, and you let him go throw the ball around. You need to go get your guy. If there's one thing we know in the NFL, you can't win if you don't have your quarterback. You can't win big. And uh, New Orleans is in a situation where just because you have Jameis Winston, um, that didn't work out last year for the whole season. Well, you're in cap hell if you're in New Orleans. You are you are sitting atop. The fiery pillar yeah. in cap hell. I've I can't remember in recent memory a team that is so buried by contracts of players that just that don't really produce all that much. Yeah, I think they're trying to pay Dennis Allen and season tickets to the Saints, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm at, don't I already have to be here? And they were like, oh, we were actually going to charge you for that. <laughs> uh, Vaughn had a four four nine, by the way. Four four nine, way faster, that's, way faster. That's, that's a bad man. Then, then who you're rating is the top safety in the draft? Uh, Russell Wilson was four five five. Just Ooh. fun fact. The new quarterback of the Denver Broncos. I bet he doesn't run a four five five anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter. He did when he was like twenty. When, when it and mattered, that's all that mattered. When it mattered. You don't ever have to do that in a when's, real when's game. When's the last time he ran forty yards unabated? <laughs> If you're the quarterback and you do that three times a season, you're you're Lamar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who like, also it, ran it, it, it was a bad nine. game if that happened. <laughs> it's like when Peyton Manning had to run for a first down and he gets all up and he's just like, let's make sure that doesn't never have to happen again. You know, <laughs> the combine where we yet again watch Tom Brady try to run forty yards in one go. The dude looks like like when the ball is snapped and he's back there, Tom Brady. Like he he looks athletic and like a quarterback but that's the only time and this uh, the trade makes sense for the giants a team that has a lot of holes go add a couple of premier picks in that first round a couple more players that you get to control for five years before you got to pay them pick number six on on the clock carolina panthers all right this is the much debated much debated with the sixth pick of the 2022 nfl draft the carolina panthers select Ick 
Kim Ekwanu tackle NC State. Uh, Icky, as he's affectionately known, is by many rated as the top tackle in the in the entire draft class. He kind of came out at the Senior Bowl and uh, really had a bunch of uh, like really hopped off the charts on the uh, at the combine. So a lot of people just think he's laterally one of the best tackles in the class, meaning he can uh, you know get out wide against a lot of these faster edge rushers. The elephant in the room is that the Panthers didn't take a quarterback. Um, I think they've been indicating that they're not going to, and everybody is like, yeah, 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 you're not going to take a quarterback. That's what you do if you're going to take a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. But I just think I've seen too much lately, and I don't think that they're in love with any of the quarterbacks. Maybe maybe it was Malik Willis, but maybe they would have taken Malik Willis, but they they just got swooped. They got straight swooped, so... um, Rather than just draft a guy that they're just not sold on taking this high, they draft a guy that they think is going to anchor their left tackle position for the next 10 years, and that is Iki Iquanu, NC State. With the, uh, the number seven pick in the NFL draft, the New York Giants select Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. Big guy, big push. I've seen him, I've seen him mocked as the first tackle coming off the board. Not often, but I have seen it. Absolutely. When you're talking about these three top tackles, when you're talking about Neil, you're talking about Ikuanu, you're talking about Cross, you're not talking about a very definite one, two, three. You're talking about a 1A, a 1B, and a 1C. And if you're the Giants here, you just, you know, you moved out of your five pick for two picks in the teens, and you still get the tackle that you may have wanted the entire time. And let's be honest, like, it wouldn't stun me if this pick swaps, if Carolina goes Cross. And Iquanu's sitting there. Absolutely. Like that yeah. could that could absolutely hap- happen for a team that needs a tackle. I think that's just a I mean, when you go offensive tackle, nobody likes to mock these picks because it's like it's like going to the vending machine for a granola bar. <laughs> like nobody wants yeah. to do that. It's healthy. It's actually a good decision for you. You really should do it. It's like, nah, man, nah, man. I'm going with the ding dongs. <laughs> I want something sexy. Nobody nobody gets hopped up to go to the go to the dealership to go get that minivan that your family really needs. But no, no, everybody wants that sports car, but it's impractical. You have you have nobody to block. You need someone. Go get the minivan. Charles Cross, Mississippi State. All right. With the eighth pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons. Don't do it. Don't you do it. The Atlanta I see the look in your Falcons eyes. select Garrett Wilson, <gasps> wide receiver, Ohio State. I... I uh, thought about going a couple different ways here for Atlanta because they they're in a similar situation where they've got a lot of um, they've got a lot of holes. Um, their defense is in shambles. They've got a their best players are uh, like Taven Bryan. Their best player just uh, got busted gambling on games during mental health break. Yeah, see, he should have gotten that Charlie endorsement deal. That hap- that happened that happened in real people life. So now they need a wide receiver and they need him badly. Yes, um, yeah, so Ridley is not going to be on uh, the field this year, and that kind of, uh, I think their, their, their main wide receiver now is a guy that I'm going to struggle to say his name, uh, Olamade Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus? God, that, that, you'll remember that name from fantasy football deep dive dumpster dumps in like 16 team yeah. leagues. You need somebody who's going to catch three passes this, this game? Is, this, this guy might do that. This is a guy that you definitely will recognize his name if you play fantasy football. You still don't know how to say his name. That's real life. Anyways, they are in dire straits. They did bring in Marcus Mariota, 
which is what it is. They've got some issues. That's putting um, a bandaid on a broken leg right there. Yeah, Mariota can throw a pass to himself maybe and get it in the end zone. Uh, but by bringing in a wide receiver with this high of a pick for a team that has other needs, they them taking a cornerback, a safety here, them, you know, the Atlanta Falcons being that team that overdrafts uh, Kyle Hamilton uh, is very possible. But I think they're going to stick to their draft board. I kn- they know they need a wide receiver. They know that there's arguably three absolutely elite wide receivers in this class. Uh, and rather than wait to and know, when we're seeing the second when we're round. seeing stud wide receivers get thirty million a year now, how important is that fifth year contract? That fifth year deal getting them in the first round? Well, yeah, you can sit around and you can go snag somebody in the second and the third, but when that fifth year deal comes around and you're no longer you're not going to have to pay that guy twenty five twenty six million dollars, right? And Atlanta is in the market to draft the QB of the future, whether it's probably not this year, but um, you know, in the future, maybe it's Archie Manning. <laughs> Um, those guys, you're going to want an offense already built. I mean, everybody's looking at what Jacksonville's going through right now. It's like they got their guy, and now they Not need a team. Else. Now they need a team. Uh, if you can put a couple pieces in, you know, um, the Cardinals already had DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, if, if you can, you know, instead of having to bring a guy like that over and pay him tons of money, if you can draft that guy and he's just there ready to take, you know, catch passes. Uh, I think that's what the Falcons are going to do. I think that's smart. And are they guaranteed going to take Garrett Wilson and not Drake London or Chris Olave or Jamison Williams? I do not know. But um, I think from a he's healthy, you know, good sized, has the college tape. Garrett Wilson does look like the most surefire bet out of the receiver class. Mm-hmm. Uh, William, I concur. Will, will, Williams hurt his knee. William, Williams is going to be gone for four games. You're not going to see You're not going to see him October, probably. Yeah. And He's going to miss then. training camp. And how huge is that that's in huge. today's world? It's huge. Like, oh, you can run fly routes? That's cool. Well, we actually need... You know, if you have a quarterback right. who relies on tempo, who relies on touch... Yeah. That guy's, that guy's dead. Like, I'm I sorry. Saw, like, I saw someone mock Williams to uh, uh, the Chargers. And I was like, no, I don't think... I mean, for a team that... I don't think they're going to take a f- receiver in the first round either way. But if they were, they're not going to take a guy that's going to sh- you know show up for Thanksgiving. You know, <laughs> they're going to want somebody to, to be in training camp with their very you know with their young offense. Um, the Falcons, though, I, yeah, I think Garrett Wilson is the best top ten pick. Like if you're going to spend a top ten pick on a receiver, you're going to take Garrett Wilson. Wilson. I can take wholeheartedly. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> needed it. Needed it. Um, you know. I took a really, really long look at Thibodeau here. Thibodeau is sliding out of control. It's not going to end this pick. I'm taking Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback, LSU Tigers. I don't think you're crazy. And we're li- we, we've we gotten into arguments over this in the past couple of months, Thibodeau sliding, because he's still one of my top prospects in the entire draft. But I cannot. Well, I mean, you see, I haven't taken him yet. Stingley? You haven't taken him yet. It's very possible he falls. And a guy like Derek Stingley Jr., is is a reason why Thibodeau could potentially fall this far. If if five years from now we look back and you tell me I need to pick somebody who we didn't expect to be the best pick in the draft, but who did in fact turn out to be the best pick in the draft, it could very easily be Derek Stingley. I mean, you're 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 betting entirely on potential here because the man had a monster freshman year. Monster freshman year, had back issues, had foot issues, had a million different issues that prevented him from playing elite football. But if you're if you're looking at what he could be, he could be 
I mean, you could be looking at an elite shutdown corner for the next 12 seasons. Pro football focus still, and this whole time, has had him as the third best prospect in the draft overall. Behind, behind Hutchison and one of the tackles? Which one? Neil. Neil. Mm-hmm. Solid, solid. Yep. Yeah. So that was interesting, too. Yeah, they never adjusted Neil's um, rating with everything, even after the combine and senior bowl. But um, they're sticking to their guns. They, 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 they didn't. They never. Well, Stingley put. had that private workout. You know, he didn't oh, yeah. compete in the combine, but went out in the private workout yeah. and looked good. Ran what, oh, like 4 4 2 ish. I believe Fast. so. Yeah. Much faster than four, five, nine. <laughs> and even if he wasn't as good as I believe he really is, I know he's had the injuries and lack of tape to watch on a lot of it, but um, he played at LSU. Yes, he did. He covered some of the receivers that we've seen get drafted. Most top all 10. of the best ones. That's why Sauce Gardner is kind of an outlier going this high. Um, but. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, LSU's Derek Stingley goes nine. And then our last mock draft pick, the New York Jets, with their second pick J-E-T-S, Jets, in the Jets, first Jets. round. With the 10th overall pick, the New York Jets select Kayvon Thibodeau, edge rusher, Oregon. That could go down as the steal of the draft. It really can. He could be the best edge rusher in this class. And if the Jets manage to pull an elite cornerback and an elite edge rusher in the in the first 10 picks. It's exactly what they do. They might do. not come in last in their division. It's a distinct possibility. It's a distinct possibility. The Jets really are in a situation where I think just like most of the top 10 teams, they're trying to trade back one of their picks because they have two. Uh, but in this situation, the New York Giants win that lottery with the New Orleans Saints, so they are just stuck with their two picks in the top 10. And it's a situation where they have to address their needs. I've seen a lot of um, a lot of buzz about them taking a wide receiver. They paid Corey Davis. I don't think they're in love with Corey Davis, but I, I think that they, you know, they see that— Corey Davis is your port in the storm. Yeah, you know, like th- th- they want to get another guy in there, but do you want to spend a top 10 pick on a wide receiver when you need defensive line help? Sure, you've got C.J. Mosley. You've got an awesome offensive line. You're s- going to see what Zach Wilson has, and you just drafted a running back. You also just drafted Elijah Moore, I believe, in the fourth round last year. Who but, was not a terrible player. Oh, Elijah Moore was one of the most productive rookie wide receivers in the second half of the season last year. He came on real slow, um, but he was... Not that fantasy is everything, but he was the highest scoring fantasy wide receiver in the month of November last year. That ain't nothing. Yeah, exactly. For a straight month, if you had Elijah Moore, you uh, were kicking ass. So um, I'm just saying, you know, all that to say that the Jets have built up their roster with high draft picks a lot over the last couple of years. And uh, cornerback is one we haven't seen him spend one on lately. And that's where the number four Sauce Gardner comes in. They got to get an edge rusher in. They they keep drafting defensive linemen that either don't work out or they do work out. They want to get paid and they go play for the Raiders. So um, they need to get somebody in there that's young on a rookie contract. The best, the elite, the big, the for sure guys that have you know that everybody is talking about in the draft. The Aiden Hutchinsons. Um, they're not going to fall to ten. Mm-mm. That's just not going to happen. And uh, but Kayvon uh, Thibodeau falling to ten is basically a New York wet dream. Well, we're we're uh, I'm eyeballing your uh, your mock too here for the sports leaf. 
We've got one player who slipped out of the top 10 who you definitely did not have slip out of the top 10 as we inserted Malik Willis into the top 10, which you clearly did not have. And I'm, uh, I'm wondering how far you think he falls when I'm talking about Hamilton, safety, Notre Dame. Ah, so Hamilton is interesting. I think that if... I see him legitimately sliding. If I have to pick a guy who was initially posted as potentially be being a top five pick. I don't think, I, I don't think uh, Hamilton is going to be a top 10 pick. I don't think he goes before Gardner or Stingley. No, not at all. Uh, not, you know, not anymore. If he had had a better combine. Four, five, nine. That's slow. The, the one, the one thing about that, the giants have a lot of needs. Tons. And, and more than tons of needs, they only have two safeties on their roster. Period. That's why they traded down. Um, but that's what I'm saying. It's like they're gonna they're gonna draft a safety, and it's gonna be a second rounder, maybe a third rounder, if they don't take one with their with their first uh, two picks, or in your instance, um, three picks. Yeah, then there's a lot. There's options. I mean, you've got Daxton Hill, Jalen Petrie. You've got Lewis Sign. You've got a lot of guys that are gonna be available with one of those next picks for them if they trade that down. If they don't trade that down, though. Um, as we have in our Sports Leaf mock. Real quick, Sports Leaf mock has, um, well, the 2.0, which came out last week, has the Jaguars taking Evan Neal first overall, Lions taking Aiden Hutchinson, Texans taking Trevon Walker, Jets take Thibodeau at four, Giants take Aquanu, Panthers Charles Cross, Giants Kyle Hamilton, Falcons at eight take Garrett Wilson, nine Seahawks Derek Stingley, ten Jets Kayvon, or sorry, Sauce, Sauce Gardner. So you just swip swapped them in your. Yeah, the Jets got the same players just in different order. And I think that, honestly, I think that could happen for them in the real NFL draft because the team's picking between four and 10. Well, they have similar needs to them, but I really think that Thibodeau is probably going to be the one to fall out of the edge rushers. So. Picks of note, you've got. They the probably com- don't need to take him at four. Yeah. Picks of note, you've got commanders going wide receiver. I don't. I don't hate that pick. Yeah, let's do a quick rundown here. Um, pick eleven, Drake London, wide receiver, USC. Yeah, what do you think about that? They, that's another team. I mean, obviously, if you're picking at the top of the draft, you have a lot of holes in your roster. When you have but- Terry demanding big wide receiver money, and honestly, I'm not going to say that I I, I like Terry McLaurin, Terry McScorn, Scary Terry, whatever you want to call him. He's fast. He's not elite. He's not elite on a lot of teams. That's your wide receiver number two. And if he's looking you in the face and saying he wants $25 million a year, maybe we just need to draft a wide receiver. So I don't hate that pick. Yeah. I I, I definitely see Washington going offense there. The defense is pretty stout. They've they've drafted solidly on the defensive side of the ball. You can Um, do that when you're one of the five worst teams in football for a decade. I was going to say, you know, well, but they weren't hitting on on those picks early on. What did they take? Sua Cravens in the first round. Sua Cravens. Love it. Um, so at 12, we've got Vikings going. Andrew Booth Jr. I definitely see. The, we're, we're getting into Kyle. Like if Kyle Hamilton falls out of If the, Kyle Hamilton falls that's to 12, saying. that's like, where he goes. He, he, he could go to the commanders too. But like we just said, he's probably, they're, they're going to go offense. I think their fan base will literally like just stop paying attention if they don't go offense. So the Vikings likely will have Kyle Hamilton as an option. In my mock draft, Kyle Han- Hamilton was not an option. Mm. So they went with Andrew Booth. I have Andrew Booth um, as my third best, third ranked cornerback. That's a reach for Booth in my mind. But you, when you need it, you need it. Would you take McDuffie there? 
No. Okay. So no. you're just saying you just wouldn't take a cornerback there. I mean, that's would, would reaching take... That's reaching hard for okay. a position of need, which as a team, you always hate being the in the Vikings position. The Vikings don't have another pick for they, a while, you know, so. And that's a gaping hole they need to fill, which they're not, which they have yet to do. Uh, well, what would you do instead? Because the Vikings are going to have um, Jermaine Johnson. I mean, he's that's probably where he's going to go, in my opinion, if they don't go corner. It's not a terrible and pick. And if he it's falls. It's not a terrible pick. I've seen Kayvon Thibodeau going here. It's like, what a steal that'd be. No. Uh, but the other the other main one you're seeing the Vikings um, is uh, Jordan. Stingley. I see him taking Stingley if Stingley falls. If Stingley falls, he's, they're absolutely but that's the, taking Well, that's the, base, no, that's hear, the basement hearing, of the Vegas over-under, isn't it? Like 12 and a half? Not anymore. He's, he's up, I think. I'll have to check. It was going up as I wrote the article. Like, yeah. Uh, but the Vikings... Uh, defensive tackle. So it seems like they really want to go defense, but Devonte Wyatt maybe. Uh, Jordan Davis has been overtaking Wyatt in the defensive tackle rankings. Wow. So I'm seeing a lot of Jordan Davis going there. But you've, you've got the Steelers trading up for Malik Willis, who's obviously off the board. Yeah, so that's obviously not happening. So uh, we'll just go. But uh, I get, but I get, I get Houston the Steelers trying there. to make a move here, though. Yeah, this was a Steelers don't probably have enough ammo to move up into the top ten. They're a team that lacks draft capital in this draft to right. begin with. Yes, but yeah, they could they could move up a little bit. Mainly, the, all the Steelers would need to do is get ahead of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They got to mm-hmm. get ahead of New Orleans somehow, and uh, I don't think the Ravens are going to trade with them. And they already traded with the Eagles. I just don't think. Oh, they might. The Eagles are what happens <laughs> when you don't when, when, when your town doesn't doesn't have a, a sanitation process. You you take your you take your trash can, you go out back of your house, and you set it on fire. That is the Philadelphia Eagles. I I can't think like if you if you you build a boat but you don't have a rudder, you you have the Philadelphia Eagles. What is their plan? What, how, what, how what is their the identity? All, how they always make the playoffs that, somehow. Because they play in the NFC least. That's a good point. That is a terrible team. They yeah, don't the, make the, the best playoffs team, with good The records. best team in the least got swept. Got swept by the AFC West last year. Every That's single true. team in the West beat beat the Cowboys. Who That's was the best who was the best team in that division? Yeah, and they like beat them handily. That is uh That is, just, that is that is the that is the world's best hospital days. food. You know what I mean? It's just bad. It's it's, it's gross. Okay, but say um, at thirteen, I have the Steelers trading up to grab Malik Willis. But we'll say he's already gone. Say that doesn't happen. Um, let's say Houston retains this pick. This is a great spot for Kyle Hamilton. If if Kyle Hamilton's <laughs> yeah, I mean, still you know, there, he's gone. Like, if we can keep going there, down and saying Kyle gone. Hamilton's good, although it wouldn't stun me if they went DT here. Absolutely. Um, you know. Um, in our mock draft, we had them taking Evan Neal. In uh, the one that is up here, we have them taking Travon Walker. So, granted, they could go any which way with that pick, but if they went defense, say they took Travon Walker with the 13th pick, do you see them trying to get the next best offensive lineman, or do you think they do need to go like stick on that defense? It's draft season when people do stupid things. <laughs> Especially when people do stupid things for quarterbacks. No one has talked about Desmond Houston drafting Ritter a quarterback at thirteen. Who's the quarterback for? Who's quarterback for Houston? Oh wait, who's starting quarterback for the Houston Texans? Oh, it's Davis Mills. But that's my point. It's Dave. Isn't it Davis well, Mills the third? It is Davis Mills the third. D- D- DS three or DM three? Sorry, terrible. DM three. I bet he doesn't 
I mean, are you trying to lose? Because if you're trying to lose, you don't draft a quarterback here. They are extremely adamant that Davis Mills is their quarterback for the 2022 season. What else are they supposed to say? I know, but what, what's harking, the last time you saw a GM? Back to the beginning of this conversation, <laughs> when you when you're going to draft a quarterback, you say you're not going to draft a quarterback. And to an even better point, like if you're if you're really thinking about pulling a real Texan and and overdrafting a quarterback, you're not. You're not telling everybody. If you're a coach, it's embarrassing. Who's uncomfortable in his position, knowing that you might not have much time because you're on a terrible team and a terrible team that's known for punting coaches. It buys you time. All it does is, well, man, you got to give me a minute, man. I got my guy. I yeah. just need to develop him. Did you see that touchdown he threw? Yeah, well, I saw the four interceptions. No, 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 no. Did you see the touchdown? Though? You see how many? You see how many jerseys we're selling? People are excited. Not a lot of reasons for excitement down in Houston. All right. Well, I like that, and I, and I think uh, I was going to bring that up even earlier with the three pick. You know, that would be a real shock if they just <laughs> Malik Willis <laughs> to Houston at three. But here, yeah, I, I think this is the farthest Kyle Hamilton falls, mm. and I could totally see that. I could totally see the Vikings not taking Hamilton and going with a more surefire defensive prospect. And the commanders, I think, are probably going offense. So I think you could probably put Kyle Hamilton at that 13 spot. I think you're right. And if you look at the uh, the Vegas over-unders on him, um, I think they have him at 12-5, 11-5 or 12-5. So, um, yeah, I think you can, if you take the over on Kyle Hamilton, it pays out pretty decent. 14 the Ravens. There's been a lot of debate about the Ravens pick too, but mainly just defense. They're talking about the Ravens trying to move up into the top ten to get Derek Stingley. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if it happens, um, I don't think anybody would be shocked. But again, we're just Ravens about, a team that doesn't have a lot of draft capital. Yeah, aren't Ravens short on picks? Um, I'm not too sure exactly how much they have after the first round. Um, but when you're talking about moving from 14 up to probably with the Giants. You know that that pick because uh, you know all you do you just get in front of Ravens a have pick. a one a two two threes one two three four five fours and a six so they have quite a bit of draft. they can package a lot of those middle round picks together <clears throat> and get up there but just say they stay which would be the easiest thing to do um, I think defensive line. Yeah, I think they're going to go DT. I think uh, they'll go defensive tackle. I've had. I really think that Devontae Wyatt just strikes me as that kind of like Ravens, Harbaugh, just you know nose to the uh, grindstone, and uh, that's just the kind of the guy that 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 team tends to draft. You know, um, shocked if Jermaine Johnson should 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 make it here. So yeah, I've got Jermaine Johnson. Sliding out of the top 10 and sliding out of the top 15 um, when the Ravens go defensive tackle over him. And then even at 15, I think these are the picks where where you're probably going to see Jermaine Johnson go to. But not if you love George Karloftis. Everything I'm seeing saying he's an amazing scheme fit at Philadelphia. Amazing scheme fit. Fits exactly what the coaches want. A run, a, run st- a run stopper, big dude, strong dude. No one's taking Karloftis ahead uh, of pick 15. I actually like that pick. And I think that um, yeah, the only reason they wouldn't take him at 15 is if they were just planning on taking him at 18. Mm-hmm. Going past that, this is where my draft is the still, normal. Still had the Saints picking. Still had the Saints picking, uh, and I just had him taking Desmond Ritter at 16, which a lot of people think is a 
massively overdrafting Desmond Ritter, but that's every quarterback in the draft ever. This is every quarterback in the draft, but Desmond Ritter. I mean, that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff um, that you want from a young prospect. You know, he elevated his team. He took he took a team that traditionally does not. They are the first. Damn it! I forgot. I just read this. Cincinnati, I think, is one of the first like non-major somethings to make the college football playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have to figure out the exact wording for that. But yeah, basically, that, he accomplished a lot for a team um, playing kind of out of their league a little bit. You know, your pick at seventeen is the first one where I'm like pretty sure you're going to be right when you when you've got the Chargers taking Trevor Penning. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty. Sh- like a pretty solid pick just based on who's going to be available and what they need. Um, the Chargers, the Chargers have needs. Uh, it drives me nuts when I see them being mocked a wide receiver here. Why would you draft a wide receiver? You, you just signed Mike Williams and you still have Keenan Allen. Why would you draft a wide receiver? Why would you draft a wide receiver in the first round, especially? Like because, I don't know. because you're because you're not selling truth. It's yeah. It's because you're, you're it's selling because, clicks. Uh, you know Lance Zerline or whoever it was. Uh, you got McDuffie. 18 to the Eagles. Not a bad pick. How far can McDuffie really fall? That's the thing. Is like he is undersized, um, but there's just so many people that need defensive back help. I see. I I, I see. I see mocks where essentially your McDuffie and your Booth pick are kind of flip flopping ish. Too. I've seen guys. I've seen guys got those two pretty close, but no, I definitely see the Eagles needing help on the back end of the defense there. I mean, Andrew Booth is a much better cornerback than Trent McDuffie, but no, I'll give you that. Um, but I do think, uh, the Eagles, the, the real, with two picks there, the Eagles, they got to go edge and they should go defensive back. But would, the you, would, would you be shocked if they took Chris Olave? Olave. That's no. literally where my head's at. No, I would not be shocked at all. You not got that young quarterback. You got to do something with him. All. Yeah, not at all. And um, not that they played together, but would you be shocked if they took Jamison Williams? I mean, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith, that worked out for him last year. It did. It did. Um, but, yeah, and then you got the Saints at 19. If the Saints still keep their picks and they go with quarterback at uh, at one, they're going to go for a wide receiver to pair them with. I, I think. It, it, How long's Michael Thomas for that team? I just, Every year it's like, Michael Thomas, do you want to be here? I don't know. The whole thing that happened last year was so Playing weird games. that I just I, I wonder how that's going to go this year. I mean, he, he according to social media, he's all about playing for the Saints again, but um, he wasn't last year. So and no. you can't tell me that that wasn't on. You don't just like, oh, I guess I do need surgery in June. He could have done that whenever he wanted, you know. So he just does not seem like he wants to play. Um Football for the New Orleans Saints, and if I was the New Orleans Saints, I would try to draft his replacement as soon as possible. I get it, I get it. So I got him taking Jamison Williams here. Um, they could go multiple different ways, uh, but I just think at that point, Jamison Williams is going to be the the guy. Uh, University of Cincinnati Bearcats were the first non-power conference team to secure a, po- a spot in the college football playoffs. Non-power conference. That's what I could Non-power five. That's what I could not remember. Non-power conference. Awesome. Thank you, producer. Uh, but yeah, so the Saints, two picks if they keep them there. If they move up for Malik Willis, obviously they'll just have the one pick and they'll have to deal with the rest. But it is a deep wide receiver class, so they'll be all right getting uh, some help there later in the round or later in the draft. But as far as first-round talent goes, if they stick with their picks at 16 and 19, I definitely see the 19th pick being used on the wide receiver. 
And I just like uh, Jameson Williams. I mean, they're going to be extremely versatile. If he comes back and he comes back strong, he's going to be a playmaker. And I think uh, the Saints, with their system and new coach and just kind of overhauling everything, they're in a just fine place to take a guy who's going to miss training camp and be out for a month. You know, they don't have a rookie quarterback. Um, well, they, they will have a rookie quarterback, but not a rookie quarterback starting the season. It's going to be Jameis Winston, you know. So, um, yeah, I think uh, that's just a great situation to take a guy that is coming off an injury. You've got a trade at 20. You've got Pittsburgh trading up to get their quarterback, so you've got Houston pulling this pick. Yeah, but in reality, it'll most likely just be Pittsburgh still chilling there. And It won't uh, be Devin Lloyd at 20 if it's Pittsburgh. It will not be Devin Lloyd at 20 if it's Pittsburgh. Um, but this uh, just does bring up a good question. If Pittsburgh stays where they're at, do they just take the quarterback that falls to them? I mean, you can look at mock drafts all day and you will see a different like mainly you see Malik Willis but they massage the first round so that Malik Willis falls to 20 mm-hmm. and then they're just like no 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 the Carolina they love Kenny Pickett they're, they love him you know so Kenny small hands Pickett yeah poor guy that sounded more rude than it should have you know remember that commercial for Burger King back in the day absolutely. when they had the triple cheeseburger absolutely I can't eat it yes <laughs> Got these I, I small got hands, small and hands. I eat that giant burger. It just <laughs> makes them look even smaller. That's Kenny Pickett. Like somewhere, there's pictures of Kenny Pickett holding a youth, holding a youth football. People like, what are you talking about? My hands are small. He's been doing hand exercises, and he's gained an eighth of an inch. Um, but Pittsburgh, just say the draft kind of goes how uh, we've put it, and your only QB off the board is Malik Willis, and then. Gonna say Desmond Ritter's off the board too. I've, I've Sam Howell, North Carolina. You think they'd take Sam Howell? No, I don't. But I think everybody goes stupid when it comes to quarterbacks. So, so say in a world where Jake Locker goes eight and Blaine Gabbert goes twelve. Well, in this draft, I think Pittsburgh is going to take a quarterback at twenty, but probably only if it's Malik Willis. Desmond Ritter, or I would say Kenny Pickett, although it's just really fallen off that they, it seems like every NFL team does not think Kenny Pickett is a first round pick anymore. The last like 10 days, he completely fell off. Um, you've got Sam Howell and Matt Corral uh, being uh, ranked above him and pretty, like pretty much universally. And then you've got a couple guys who are like, oh, it's all smokescreen. Carolina's still taking him at six. But other than that, you, you see a couple mocks where it's like, eh, Detroit takes Kenny Pickett at 32 because fifth-year option. <laughs> and that's just lazy mocking. It's way more likely, I feel, that um, a team trades back into the end of the first round to grab a quarterback with a fifth-year option than Detroit. If I have to say Just not quarterback there. for Pittsburgh at 20, I think you could see Daxton Hill here. You think you could go safety there? I think I think we – well, Pittsburgh spent a lot of time at Michigan's uh, Michigan's Pro Day there. He he, true. He, fit, true. he fits the mold as a Tomlin guy. Yep. Tough guy, hardworking dude, going to be a keep-your-nose-clean, nose-to-the-grindstone cat. And that guy's a safety, but you can find him listed as a cornerback. He like, could easily anywhere. come in as a nickel corner. Yeah. That's his real position is that, you know, he's 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 a nickel corner. He's a, a strong safety. But 
the dude can just play the line of scrimmage, which is insane. He can rush the passer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just see him as, well, obviously not as talented as Apollo. How crazy Malu, would it a, be if Daxton Hill went off the board before Kyle Hamilton? Four, five, nine. Can I get can I get Daxton Hill's forty time? University uh, of Michigan. But either way, it's faster than four, five, nine. I mean, I think I can maybe got, run a four or five nine. You can't run no, a four I can't five run nine. A four five nine. <laughs> I can, you can't. You, you run sub five. I'd be impressed. Oh hell yeah! You said Daxton Hill. Daxton yeah. Hill. Uh, four three eight. That's incredibly fast. Freaking insane! That's I knew it was very I was fast. Say four four one, but uh, I knew it was fast. I should probably put that in his. Keep writing. hearing about Hamilton how how he plays fast. What does that even mean? That's like Kyler Murray. It's like he, he plays taller than than you know five eight. No, he's five eleven, but he's he. They list him at five eleven. He's like five nine and a half with cleats and shoes on. Ten, and a, ten and a half inch hands though. <laughs> he's got big <laughs> he's got hands. Big hands. I know you're the one. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so what are we at? Twenty one. Yeah, we are at twenty one. Patriots. You've got you've got uh, them reaching for the Florida guy. I'm sorry. I see him going early second round. He very well might, but um, when you look back at this draft in two years, you'll be like, wow, he should have gone top five. Wow. Then we go pack Packers getting their, getting their wide receiver. So this is the, yeah. Are they going to, do you have to go wide receiver first or are you already at the point where the best ones are gone? And do you care if you get Olave or Traylon Burks, man, I'll tell you what, how Packers would it be to not draft any wide receivers? <laughs> just, I know. Aaron, like, when's the last like time they trade. drafted a first round wide receiver? Uh, they have never, ever. I don't think ever, ever in real people' life. I don't think the Green Bay Packers have ever drafted a first. Oh, here's round a fun trivia receiver. question. I've asked you this before. See if you remember the only first round draft pick Aaron Rodgers has ever thrown a touchdown pass to. Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis. It's Mercedes Lewis. Is it seriously? It is seriously Mercedes Lewis, and the only reason is his parents couldn't spell. It was supposed to be Mercedes. They that's, thought that's how you spelled Mercedes. Yikes. I'm going to leave that one alone. Anyways. You've got uh, him yeah. taking Chris Olave out of Ohio State. Yep, Chris Olave. I feel like the Packers at this point, you know, when they get to 22, and, you know, I could have obviously some – I just I think this is a deep receiver class, so as you can tell, I don't have a lot of receivers flying off the board. Check any mock draft floating around the interwebs. They've, They've got four guys going no, in the top four or five. There's four or five guys gone already. And, you know, you've got amazing players in the 20s. And say that happens. Say Olave and all these guys are gone. I think the Packers will take whoever falls. And they if they do take that receiver still... They've got another pick at 28. I mean, is there that big of a difference between getting George Pickens or, you know, this other guy at this point? So this first pick, in my mock, I have him taking Chris Olave. But depending on how it all – like, if Chris Olave is there, I think they probably take Chris Olave at 22. But if he's gone and, like, that – there's four or five receivers off the board, I think you see him go defense. Four wide receivers in the first round for the Green Bay Packers all time. Last time – in 2002 with Javon Walker. Ah, Javon. Nope. So they haven't... Uh, no recollection of him at all. You don't know Javon Walker? No, I don't remember Javon <laughs> oh, Walker. Weird. Where'd he go to college? Mr. Remembers Javon Walker intimately. 
who who knows where he went to college? Watch him in college. The I man like, with his hand up knows. Well, of course you do. You're staring at it. Um, Florida State. There you go. Uh, but Seminole yes, teams. yes, I'm quite familiar with Javon Walker. You've got the the slide of your mock draft, which I think is completely absurd. You've got your mon- Jermaine never, Johnson going going 23 to the Cardinals. He was 20th overall. Who else we got on that list? Uh, okay, we have to go all the way How back many? to 1988 with Sterling Sharp out of South Carolina. Sterling was the first round. I remember. Uh, uh, so I was thinking during Aaron Rodgers' tenure. No first round receivers drafted, but yes. 1978, James Lofton out of Stanford. James Lofton, he was a bill was a, for a million years. I didn't know the Packers drafted him. That's Tecmo football there, I man. I did not know that. James either. Lofton and uh, Reed Andre. playing what? Play, Andre Reed playing for, for the Bills. Yeah. For the boy I love losing Super Bowls, Bills. Uh, 1973, Barry Smith out of Florida State. Oh, who doesn't remember Barry Smith? Dude, I love Barry Smith. <laughs> and then their first wide receiver. I have a Barry Smith tattoo. Uh, ever drafted first round. I oh, was 10th overall Larry Elkins out of Baylor in 1965. Solid. Get the Cowboys going tackle here, bro. The Cowboys really at a certain point are going to have to uh, address. They should probably, you know, I, I'm most likely going to switch this pick up here, especially if um, Linderbaum is still available. They need a lot more interior help than they need exterior like um, exterior line help. They've got a solid line, but um, had a solid line. Had a solid line, but they've been playing musical chairs at the center. Where's Collins now? Cincy. That's right. Yeah. That was a big pickup for them. Oh, it was excellent. Um, so yeah, they. I think they might end up going with interior, and they're going to have some options most likely um, at this position. Tyler Smith is a great tackle, but if they went interior, Zion Johnson, who. Likely can play tackle and guard, but will be more of a guard at, at least the first couple of years. Um, but Linderbaum is the, I think, the best interior defensive lineman of the class. He plays center. They could use a center. Um, and I think the Cowboys ultimately will go Tyler Linderbaum there. That's a better pick. Um, Tyler Smith is a highly rated tackle, but I think he's going to end up being a second rounder. I agree. He's a little undersized. Then you've got the Bills making the biggest mistake that every team does every single year. They're taking right. running back in the first I round. I hope they don't do this, and I hope that they take a defensive back here. Um, but I just feel like someone's going to take a running back in the first round because they just see the amount of production. Even though it's short-term, the amount of production you get from young running backs, You know, if you can get Najee Harris, you take Najee Harris. Mm. You know, So... If they think Brees Hall or Isaiah Spiller um, or James Cook is is uh, Najee Harris, then they're going to take him at 25, just like the Steelers took Najee at 24 last year. So I, right here I got Iowa State's Brees Hall going to the Bills. The Bills need running back help. They've been they've managed to turn decent running backs, um, you know, into well decent rotational running backs. But if they had a guy like, can you imagine somebody Buffalo? they can actually give some carries to instead of like everybody get like four guys get six carries. Right, right. Yeah. The bane of fantasy existence. I hey, think, let, let's look at some healthy scratches. <laughs> like, what What do you mean he's not playing? Exactly, yeah. And a lot of, in this league where everybody just breaks, the only running backs that you really should be taking in the first round are guys that don't break, like Najee Harris. You know, mm-hmm. ones that you're a little bit more reliable. You know you're only going to get three years out of them, but you're going to be done Run with them into the ground you have to dump them. Yeah, Brees Hall strikes me as that guy. He's the uh, kind of the, the bigger running back in the class. Not huge, but a little bit more of a bruiser. Um, and yeah, I think if, if anyone's going to do it, it'd be Buffalo. 
even though I don't want them to. I don't think that really sets you up for a championship as well as taking a defensive back uh, to play opposite Trey White would be. But, um, hey, it probably preserves uh, Allen from having to run the ball himself a little bit. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Sign that monster deal. You don't need him quarterback sneaking his way out of the out of the roster there. Exactly. Titans. Bernhard Reimann. This is another um, not I wouldn't pick it. But if you put your ear to the ground... You remember the last first-round offensive lineman drafted from Central Michigan? In the first? Yep. First overall pick. Eric Fisher? Eric Fisher to the he's Kansas the City only, Chiefs. He's the only first-round pick out of Central Michigan first, ever. He's the only first overall offensive lineman, too, I think. That's not true. Or at least in the last, like, 10 years. Sure. But he's the first-ever first-round pick up. to, cent- to Central Michigan. Of, uh, if you do the breakdown of the top 10 picks, especially the top three picks and the top five picks, what they are. Well, the year Fisher went, Jokel went too. It's defensive ends. Yeah. 99% of top five picks are defensive ends. Not, re- not even linemen. That's a reach. Not even not even tackles. Yep. Tampa, you've got Jordan Davis, but you're, you said Davis is no longer the third best defensive tackle on that team? Well, they only had two. I thought they had three. Or defensive linemen, excuse me. Well, they had four defensive linemen. Um, but depends on where N'Kobe Dean and Quay Walker lined up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Davis is, I mean, th- they're almost identical players. I think Jordan Davis is faster. Devontae Wyatt is the better run stopper. Jordan Davis is probably more like Aaron Donald, which is why he will go above Devontae Wyatt. Um I like Wyatt the player. I think I think Wyatt. Does he line up? Yeah. I think Wyatt's playing style is more conducive to helping an NFL team win. Um, just like every down, they try to run up the middle. I stop it. Um, <clears throat> I take the center and two other guys, and I make them, you know, completely take them out of the game plan. Jordan Davis is more. I'm trying to squeeze in the a gap and get to the quarterback. I'm trying to get the running back behind the line. And that's very important too. And it'll show up on the stat sheet a lot more. But if I was just trying to get an anchor for my defensive line, I'd probably go Devonte Wyatt, but Tampa Bay, they've got a couple of needs. Uh, they don't have Indomitian and Sue anymore. Jordan Davis slide right in. Most likely um, make Bucks fans go Indomitian who? Hey. So then you've got your sixth. What is it? Your sixth offensive tackle going? Offensive line reigns supreme in the twenties, and it's generally Zion a bad Johnson. idea for teams to take offensive linemen in the twenties because the best ones are gone, and the ones you take in the twenties you should have taken in the second round. Mm-hmm. Zion Johnson, BC. I think I might have convinced myself I like him more just based on all of the. Interviews and somebody went, to da- somebody went to the Broncos, didn't they? What didn't didn't they lose a tackle to the Broncos? Green Bay. Oh yeah, Billy Turner. Billy, <clears throat> I get paid way too much money, Turner. Yeah, forever. Like he wasn't very good, so he left the Broncos and just got paid in Green Bay. And then when that his luck ran out there, like four years later, well, we brought him back. Anyways, he, he's not. Billy Turner's not a bad player. He's a solid. I mean, he was Aaron Rodgers' right tackle. But to a certain extent, how good of a tackle do you have to be for Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and these guys? You know, these elite quarterbacks are like, oh, you got to have a great line. No, they throw the ball in you know point two five seconds. Like you could literally have me out there. Like if I if I just have to get in the guy's way for half a second. So uh, I think 
Bronco fans are probably not going to be super stoked with how good Billy Turner is, but uh, the Packers are going to be stoked that Zion Johnson is better. <laughs> yeah. You've got uh, the Chiefs. If Daxton Hill slides to the Chiefs, that'll be an amazing pick for the for Kansas Oh, Daxton Hill isn't even a, in the first round in a lot of mock drafts that you look at. I would be I would be stoked. As a Chiefs fan, full disclosure, I would be stoked if they get the, this guy. The sad thing is, is that he probably will be available, and you probably won't pick him. I mean, I won't pick him, but be cool if the Chiefs did. When you're not when you're not bringing the honey badger back after he decided to tweet how Kansas City has the worst fans of any team in the country. That'll do it. Yeah. They yeah. they went and got Reed. But if you go if you go get uh if you go get Hill, then then you don't feel the sting of losing dirty Dan Sorensen to the new Who world. did you get? Uh Reed from Houston. Justin Reed? Justin Reed the safety. Justin Reed. Who's who's young, plays well. Costs substantially less than Ma- Tyron Matthews. You'll get your money for and, and, and you know, Matthews, uh, he's betting a lot of money on himself here. Wait until till this late in the game to try to sign somewhere. You don't want to be sitting down talking to teams uh, that are looking to sign you because their guy got hurt. Or because they <laughs> missed the guy in the draft. Exactly. Like when, when you're getting signed after the draft, it's like, oh, so that's what everyone thinks of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the Chiefs with their back-to-back picks, um, well, you're a big Kansas City guy, so you probably know better than most um, what the Chiefs need. You've been extremely outspoken on not liking the Frank Clark contract to production. That's like, yeah. So that, um, That's arguably the, the worst contract in football right now. The, I, front of the Frank Clark? I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd argue as far as what... He's he's top top five. He is he the highest paid non quarterback right now? I think he legitimately may be. Well, well I mean, Von I know Miller I, is now, but now, but, but like was last, last season year? he was. He, he was top five at least for yeah. for a, for a, for several years for yeah. a, a a borderline unproductive player, like a guy who's playing at a baseline level, right? And they restructured him this year, so basically it cost him like one point seven million dollars more to keep him than it did to cut him, right? So. You've got to do something. And after this season, he's gone. You're cutting him to clear that cap space. So you have to go get somebody on the edge. And I like what you're saying here about Minnesota. I think big guy. 30th overall pick, Chief Select. Boye Mafe. Boye Mafe. DN Minnesota. Another thing about this guy, I've seen him as high as going to the Eagles. At 16. I've seen him mid I've seen him at almost every single pick in between. I've seen the Saints take him. I've seen the Patriots take him. I've seen the Packers take him. I've seen the Cowboys take him to replace Randy Gregory. Um, this guy is all over the board, and no one even knew who he was before the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. So Huge Senior Bowl, though. That's why they play the Senior, senior Bowl. Bowl. That's why they do it. But huge Senior Bowl. But you line him up next to Chris Jones. That guy's going to be a disruptor. And a oh, guy absolutely. who's not a guy who's not a liability in the run game like some of the pass rushers you see well, go late late first early second. I'm just saying one of my philosophies about the first round of the draft is a lot of times when you see guys raise the last guy to rise is sometimes the first guy to fall. Mm-hmm. You know that's why Thibodeau going first, second overall it would not be crazy because everyone's like, you know, it was the giant or the Lions GM that was like maybe we're just overthinking this on Thibodeau. So if they actually decide that nah, let's just take this guy, um, I think that's the kind of thing that you could see happen with um, with Mafe. You know, he could go super early. He could very well be available at the Chiefs at um, at pick number thirty, and the Chiefs 
You've heard a lot of talk about them packaging their two picks together to move up even 10 spots to secure Tyreek Hill's replacement if they needed to get Jamison Williams or something like that. But with the defense, like that's the thing with them. The Chiefs can win without Tyreek Hill. Just need they to have Pat Mahomes. prevent people from scoring 40 points in right. every single game. When, when you watch Chiefs games, there are games where Tyreek Hill has four catches for 45 yards, and the Chiefs struggled in that game. And then there's games where Tyreek Hill has that same stat line, and you know they score 15 touchdowns and blow teams out. So they can win with or without Tyreek Hill. The one thing that's making it really hard on Pat Mahomes is having to score every single every drive. Every time he touches the ball. You know? So if they want to win a Super Bowl... Um, you know, the Bills are a good team, but the Bills aren't as good as they looked against Kansas City. You know, for as good as Kansas City is, they should have been in Super Bowls lately. Greatest playoff game in history. Oh, just two of them. Two that, of the greatest. That was incredible. Two of the greatest games, but that Would, last one, yeah. Wouldn't stun me. Yeah, you've got you've got Burks sliding out of the first round here. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Would not stun me if the Chiefs go with the Burks-style pick here. Somebody who... Burks, Christian uh, Watson, Wa- a lot of lot of buzz on Watson, a lot yeah. of buzz on Watson. That would be a stunner if he da- if he's da- Dotson, Johan, Johan Dotson. I haven't seen how to pronounce it, but I think it's just Johan Dotson. Dotson out of Penn State, another guy. Burner, absolute burner. That guy, he is. Would you be stunned if you saw Jackson. Sky Moore there? I, I think you could get him. Myself. I think you I could think get him in crazy. a second. I think you get him in a second. But if he's your guy and you love him, you go get him. I have seen multiple mocks of um, the Niners and the Chiefs getting Sky Moore at the end of the second. Mm-hmm. Kyer Elam here uh, wouldn't stun me if he slides. Yeah. I know you've got him going early, but I've seen a lot of second-round Kyer Elam picks. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, like instead of Hill, take Elam. Mm-hmm. Elam played a lot of safety. Mm-hmm. Elam's listed as a safety mm-hmm. in um, in a lot of uh, draft boards. So they, they need defensive backfield in a very big way. When I watch... And I watch a lot of Chiefs games, but when I watch the Broncos struggle against the Chiefs, the one area that they don't struggle in is generally passing over the middle. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very familiar with Sorensen, mainly because it's just always him getting thrown at. Mm-hmm. If you just had a you know a Daxton Hill out there, and it sucks you still don't have the Honey Badger too because you need two safeties. I know you have Justin Reed, but he's more of a free-range guy, mm-hmm. you know. Um but which, da- be, which is Hill, why Hill would be so Daxton killer. Hill is a large, not a large. He doesn't weigh more than Tyron Matthew, but he's taller. He's a little longer. He's I think he's faster. I would say he's, he's a little faster. Well, we just looked at his forty. He was a four, four three. three it's insane. That's fast. Um, but yeah, so I think I mean the Chiefs would be quite happy with a back to back Daxton Hill boy Mafe selection there. Down to the last two picks of the first round. Linderbaum. Linderbaum. If he does go to the Cowboys earlier, um, I still think the Bengals are going to go with a little bit of offensive line help. They gave Jesse Bates the contract. They don't need safety help. Um, Some of the best players left on the board right now um, are wide receivers and, um, you know, positions that that they're pretty stacked on. With a first-round pick, you're going to want to spend it on a guy that just guaranteed isn't going to be there. Um, and I think if Linderbaum's there, they take him. If he's not there, we could probably just flip those picks and they'll probably, and they could take Tyler Smith from Tulsa. Um, I think that they would take Zion Johnson if he fell. I think there's a, there, there's some offensive linemen that they would, uh, that they'll take at, at pick 31. So and there's 32. You have your obligatory. It never goes an entire round without a trade trade. You've got the Seahawks trading back in. 
Yep. For Matt Corral. I think that's a pretty confident pick. I think the Seahawks are really trying to do that. If they, if they really don't like trade Corral. him, I think Detroit takes him there. Yeah, I think that that's a possibility too because if if nobody wants to give Detroit anything for their pick, they'll just take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They've already drafted. They already took a guy um, earlier in the round. Now, if like I don't know, that's an interesting point. If Tyler Linderbaum is there, they could use a center. Mm-hmm. You know, if Daxton Hill or not really Hill, that wouldn't fit for them. But if there were just some players that. Um, that they just didn't expect to be there that fell down. Like if Jamison Williams was there, would they take Jamison Williams? I think they absolutely I wouldn't be stunned would. if they took Burks there. Absolutely. Because um, I've seen Burks mocked in the teens. And Amon Ross St. Brown, even though I think he was also a third or fourth rounder last year, um, he worked out pretty well. Very so I well. think I think the Detroit staff is liking these young, cheap wide receivers. Um, just players in general. And their young players are not the ones that are riding the IR all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they brought in, um, well, they had Swift, but, you know, Swift has, is injury prone. So they're like, ah, oh, we're going to bring in uh, Williams to help out back there. And that dude is just lives on IR with Swift. So, yeah, I think young players, young offensive weapons is, is, is what um, those guys are going to be looking at. What do we got? Five days till we figure it out? Thursday. Yep, Thursday is the first round, and we'll see what all these guys are going to do. Um, the second round, we have a ton of talent that has slipped out of the first round. No matter how you do this, there's going to be a lot of talent that doesn't make it into the first round. And uh, the, you know, the second round is a place where a lot of these teams are going to look to to fill the other gaps. So if you look at this and you're like, oh, the Saints didn't take a defensive end, well, they probably will in the second. Um but yeah, basically just to do the quick rundown on the draft, we've got um, we went through all the picks. I'm definitely going to be releasing a um, on Thursday before the draft the mock draft number three, the, the final final, final um, draft. A lot of that will come from what we just talked about. We just kind of hashed out the way some certain things are going to go compared to how they how we've been thinking. Um, Carolina. New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. There's a lot of teams that could make some moves. Um, and there's a lot of teams that have so many needs that it sometimes... Jets, Giants, sliding backwards, Houston, not a crazy idea. Right. Yeah, and then Houston has a ton of needs, but they have so many needs that they might trade their prime picks as to anyone they can just so that they can get four good players instead of two... Great, Great players. players. Yeah. So, so many ways this can fall out. And um, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that their fan bases think that they're going to the Super Bowl after the draft. And then there's <laughs> every team. Every team. Yep. Except the Jets. Except <laughs> the Jets. All right. Well, that was a lot of draft talk there. But I think we got through the main the main ones. If you weren't familiar with who your team is taking or looking at or who is good this year or who we can expect to be seeing um, on the stat sheets for the NFL season coming up. We just ran you through about 32 names that are sure to be on everyone's radar in the coming weeks.